Previously on Polyvox. Standing in the rain is Ailish Hafleet, accompanied by a small child, no older than 13, looking like she dressed for a family portrait under her traveling cloak. Hello, my name is Isold. I'm 13 years old, and I have dreams where I see spirits and creatures and sometimes I die in them and sometimes my family dies in them. It's so nice to meet you. Elish <laughs> turns to the three of you and says, Thea must be found. The exiled ones will stop at nothing to punish those they think are responsible for her disappearance. Suddenly a familiar voice growls out of the corner where a couple of these rough looking workers are playing a game of darts. And the familiar voice says, No cheating! Stay behind the line! And they grab their companion and shove him back semi-playfully behind a line marked in grubby tape on the floor. And it's the mysterious worker from your dream. So, uh... Well, what, what, how, can I, how can I help you, 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 you lovely love? Yeah, you're very kind to, to say such a thing. We were just uh, wondering if you'd noticed anything peculiar uh, around these parts. Uh, 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 perhaps something off with the steel mill? Well, uh, I'm glad you asked, because lately the work's been right frustrating. The thing is, it just makes no sense. I, I make like three times the amount of iron that comes out and the steel that Colin makes. The boys in the refinery are, are churning out the stuff. But by all accounts, when it gets to the forge, it's by the time by that time it's it's unusable. It's like full of impurities. There's not even that much of it. It comes out like miniature. I don't know who could be stealing white hot iron right out of the furnaces like that, but it's going to cost us all our jobs. The acting director of our factory is is one of the Briar brothers, and um, Tully Briar. He's been he's been saying things that just don't make any sense. Uh, he only comes at dawn and dusk to the factory, and this happened, this started about two weeks ago. He's fired about four foremen in the last two weeks. And he makes, he gives orders that make no sense at all. He doesn't seem to care that the steel is not usable. He just cares that it's not in weird shapes. What, what kind of shapes? Oh, he wants them in, like, long, thin needles. He wants them in sheets. He wants anything that's not like an ingot. Hmm. I keep telling him, well, not him, but I keep telling my foreman, we don't have the equipment to make things like that, and the foreman agrees. Where do we find him? I can take you to the factory if you want. Once again, the danger is revealed to be a man in power going mad. How will the Anthro gang figure their way out of this one? Find out with us on Polybox!
and it's given whatever the fuck the equivalent of a uh, hangover cure with like Pedialyte and <laughs> like I don't know a shit ton of water, Gatorade, a lot of water, and Gatorade, and hair of the dog, something or stew. He's <laughs> giving actual stew this time. It's like, okay. oh my god! Yeah, God, y'all are making me really hungry. <laughs> um, specifically for stew. Yeah, I bought some stew too. Uh, I made it. I made a soup the other day that was really strange. It tasted really good, but it had like pureed anchovies in it. <laughs> huh? Oh, that's cool. That really weird. Okay. Um. Anyway. Uh. So you guys entered the steel mills refinery room. It's like on the other side of the street. It's really close. You enter the steel mills refinery room through a pair of unassuming metal doors in the loading bay, right by where a small rail car would deposit iron ore from the docks. The refinery is a large warehouse-style room with a raised catwalk surrounding the main factory floor. The only windows in the room are set into the second floor, and grimy brown light filters down through them inadequately onto the machines. You expect to be... Ah, oh, this is... What? Oh, I was gonna say, ah, oh, this is pre-OSHA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We we can invent OSHA later, but... <laughs> <laughs> I roll to invent OSHA. <laughs> roll to invent OSHA. <laughs> Seeing the eloquent didn't get to everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you expect to immediately be assailed by heat, and to some degree you are, but it's nowhere nearly as hot as you'd expect in a room full of blast furnaces and molten iron. As your eyes adjust to the dimness of the mostly windowless factory floor, you realize that most of the blast furnaces are not running. The factory floor is mostly unoccupied, save for a few workers grunting with rhythmic effort as they carry out their tasks with the machinery. And as you watch, a small man turns a comically huge valve, and one of the blast furnaces dumps a generous river of molten iron into a duct that carries it rushing into the next room. What do you do? Let's go to the next room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you enter the forge room you notice there are sparrows crows and robins nesting in the rafters of the factory where you'd assume it would be inhospitable to wildlife due to the fumes however huh. there are no bird droppings anywhere inside and they all seem to be looking right at all of you oh no these are those birds that work for the government that I keep hearing about, oh, aren't the, they? the birds aren't real birds. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> They're spies for the ceaseless watcher. You hear a whirring from the birds. <laughs> and a aperture shutting. Yeah, so, some, of you, some of you actually half thought these were tiny gargoyles until one of them flutters away because they were just not moving or making any noise. <laughs> God, Jesus. Um, they're all potus. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes, they're the native It's a callback. <laughs> uh, Just it's thousands a callback. of, like, Your Honor. thousands of, like, these fucking eyes. You just hear, like, <laughs> as I focus on you. Except I will have a stern talking with Aloysius once I get back. <laughs> Are you secretly Can a cop? <laughs> <laughs> You've been un so long undercover, you forgot who you were. <laughs> oh my god. In Serpico. <laughs> so you enter the forgery. Uh, address the birds. Go for oh, it. Sorry. Please do, please do, please do. What do you what do you say? Hello. 
<laughs> My name is Isolde. I am 13. You are birds. <laughs> Why are you looking at us? Um... Rue edges further away from Isold. <laughs> One of the crows flutters down to the railing of the catwalk and cocks his head and says, Vish! Vish! And then flies back up to the rafters. <laughs> Uh, Victor writes that oh. down. <laughs> do we do we do we know somebody named Mish? Do we know somebody named Mish? Do we have we met somebody named Mish before? Um, you do not. <laughs> what, wait, wait. Was that Vish or Frish? Vish. <laughs> oh my god! And I, <laughs> how do you spell that? Because Victor is still writing it down. Yeah. So I spelled to Victor like, "Is said Frisch, right? I'm not. I'm not hearing that, right? It's it's a Frisch. I think it was. I think it was Vish. Uh, all right. I don't know anyone named Vish. <laughs> um. So you enter the forge room, and there are even fewer people here. Maybe two or three, but it's hard to tell because you're just listening to the hammers swinging and you rely on the sound at first because it's much darker in here. It takes you all a moment to adjust your eyes. Um, Sam and Colin point out the dribble of molten iron in a duct running in from the other room and the stream does seem strangely less lively and evenly orange than it was in the refinery. It also seems thinner and slower than it did where it was coming out of the blast furnaces. What do you do? Can we examine the duct to see what could be blocking it, if there's anything? Sure. Uh, make it uh, an investigation test. Uh, what do I add to that? Logic? Yes. Okay, so that's two plus... Oh! Two plus... That's, se- that's seven five, dice, bitches. Right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no sixes, but three fives. Okay, no sixes. There's right. nothing you can see. You see nothing. Does anyone else want to take a look at this? I'm not going to let anyone else do the same investigation test. Mm. Um, I was going to say, can I look with my hurricane lamp? <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, that would help. So, yeah, you can do that. Um, if, if you're using a tool to do the same investigation test, then yes. Um, add plus two to your, uh, to your roll because of, or not, not two to the number, but add two dice to the roll. So it's how many is it? Uh, it's investigation plus logic plus two. I have five logic. I don't think I have any investigation. Okay, so two, so seven. I got one six. Okay, keep going. Yes! Just one six. Okay. You shine your lamp into the duct. You see no blockages. But you do see something 
a little odd. You see almost like gold dust in the duct. And you can't tell if this is like hardened metal, like scale from the from the metal that was um, cooling in the duct. Or if it's something else. You kind of think it might be something else. And suddenly... Can I, like, take a sample? It's really hot. I would <laughs> not advise that. Oh. Do you want to have burn my hand off? off? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I... Could I scratch at it with my pry bar? Or it would probably melt the pry bar? Yeah. Just like... Can yeah, I, I'll like, let you do that. Okay. Um, I'm not. You don't have to roll for this. This is know. just. Um, you have. Uh, you have your crowbar. Um, what are you trying to do with it, though? Um, I think I'm just trying to like whack. Maybe I'll like smack it against the side of the duct to see if like any of the gold flecks like fly off. They do. See if it's, they do. Okay. They do. Um, they fly off and kind of float on the heat, mm-hmm. and settle on the side of the duct where they're safer to pick up. Then could we pick it up? Look at it. Yes. <laughs> they crumble into nothingness in your hand. Oh, Victor's writing this down. They sparkle and crumble into nothingness in your hand, and you find that your hand is glowing slightly. Uh. You feel a little euphoric and a little confused. Fascinating. <laughs> Nicodemus, look. <laughs> <laughs> Ru, are you feeling okay? I feel great. (laughs) This is interesting. He writes that down. This is the happiest I've ever seen Ru in weeks. (laughs) Did we just find an antidepressant? (laughs) A single flake of serotonin. (laughs) It's hard to come back. Could I please? So, suddenly, a door on the catwalk above you bangs open, followed by a stream of curses. And the hammering on the factory floor pauses momentarily as two, as the two workers in your vicinity try to eavesdrop. Longer! Thinner! I want those billets like wires! And I can't... I saw that face looking. <laughs> Longer. <laughs> I want those. About the length. I want those pen. About... I want those pencily dicks. I want those pencily dicks. The motion. Give me the Pete Davidson. Pete No. Calmer, lower voice follows that monstrosity of a thought. Uh, sir, if you wanted steel coils, you should have invested in the machinery that can produce... You think I want coils? Imbecile! If you can't give me billets like very long needles, I'll find someone who can! Now I must go. Dusk approaches, and the birds will that we are elsewhere. Close up the factory. 
And if you value your job, Mr. Hunter, you'll do as you're told tomorrow. This villain is a little... (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say I relate. A little queer-coded. A little, uh... No. A little, uh, fruity. A little... I didn't even mean... (laughs) F-slur. Is it gay to ask for your billets to be forged in your steel mill? It's not about the length of the billets. It's how you use them. I thought we knew this. It's about the heat. It's about the heat. It's about the degree of thinness. <laughs> it's about oh. the carbon content oh. for real. It's, it's a... <laughs> um, tensile strength. Yeah. When I'm fucking a dude, I want to know that I can't pull his dick off. <laughs> you know, that's I, I kind of take that for granted, I think. I, I assume that I'm not going to pull off somebody's dick <laughs> and I'm fucking someone with a dick, but I guess I don't, I never really know. Well, I'll, I'll never not think about that. <laughs> So. Anyway, cool. did I tell you guys about the lamb whose penis fell off? <laughs> no. no, 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 you did not. Yeah, <laughs> uh. I feel like that's in character too for Isolde. <laughs> oh, no. My name is Isolde. I am thirteen. Do you want to know about Would a lamb like whose penis you? fell off? <laughs> I'd like me to tell you how your limbs are going to fall off. Secretly, you sold is just me. Uh, I can I can go oh in God. further if you want, or we can circle back to it after the game. Let's let's circle back. I think maybe I can circle back. Yeah. yeah. Um. But those birds are fucking sus. So, Sam mutters to you. That's Mr. Tully Briar, the oldest son of the founder and current acting director of the factory. He's under a lot of stress lately. And Colin, who's still pretty drunk, scoffs and says, Stress! He's the one making the situation as bad as it is. None of his orders make any sense. He's only here around dawn and dusk and he's fired all those foremen. We we better get out of here. Mr. Briar will can us if we're caught in the factory after dark. Um, I want to know more about those birds. Yeah, I get, I'm trying the English accent again. I know. Oh boy. <laughs> I want to know more about those birds. Oh yeah, they they've they've been they've been Colin like tries to get out a sentence and then you see a little glow about him. Like a little like golden like flush to his cheeks. Uh-oh. And he says, Victor writes that down. What birds? Would you like me to show you? I... I, like, sort of gingerly, like, poke. <laughs> poke. <laughs> Just, like, try to s- see if he's alright. Oi! Get off me! Sorry. So- sorry. Sorry. I just wanted to make sure you're all, you're all right. I'm fine. Good. But we we have to we have to, <laughs> we have to get out of here. <laughs> um, 
Sam says, um, yeah, uh, we, we better, we better scoot, uh, we, <laughs> he never, he, he never lets anyone into his offices when, when he ain't there, but maybe you'll find something in there. Thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, and I need you all, as they kind of scoot off, to make a stealth test. Can I use my plus two? Yes, you can. Woohoo! Let's go, bitches! Hope to God. Oh no. I got a six. One of them fell, so that's a reroll. It fell again! I got a six. That's a six, okay. Quite lucky. Is a stealth check? So if I have two stealth, I roll two d6. You roll two plus your precision. Gotcha. Oh shit, I forgot about precision. Oh, plus precision? Yeah. Okay, so I add four to that. Fuck. Okay, so one six plus. Okay. One more skill. I only have one. Alright, I got one six. Okay. So the birds just keep watching you. But mm. Tully Briar, though the birds are not making any noise, you spot Tully Briar with a rifle in hand. <laughs> And he is hunting between the machines. Uh oh. Oh my god. Uh-huh. <laughs> is he headed into the office? No, he's on the factory floor right now. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. You open the door onto a neat-looking office space with a long desk, a swivel chair, and two uncomfortable-looking armchairs facing each other in front of a shuttered window overlooking the factory floor. Behind the desk and the swivel chair, another door stands locked with the word PRIVATE printed in large, bold letters on its face. The door is locked with a padlock that looks simple enough to break. I mean, is, is who has a lockpick? Do I remember? I do. Is yeah. Is a lockpick? Sorry, I do. <laughs> I because I think. Crowbars also break locks. Yeah, is they do. Yeah, but that would be loud. Exactly. I was gonna ask. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So maybe mum's the word. Uh, <laughs> okay. Be very quiet. <laughs> so, um, Victor, you want to try a stealth test for your lockpick? Yeah, man. Uh, so. Uh. Oh God. So that's stealth plus precision. So that's five. Correct. Right. 
That is one six. Okay. The lock clicks open. This door opens onto a room that looks like a bomb hit it. Metal sheets and wires are strewn about the floor in a haphazard circle surrounding an enormous steel statue of what appears to be a three-headed owl. This bizarre creature is incredibly detailed down to the feather, yet still appears somehow ghostly, and is suspended from the ceiling by wires and hooks. A wind blowing through an open window jostles one of the six steel wings of the creature like a wind chime, and you notice a crow sitting on the windowsill regarding you with what can only be described as judgment. Before you can make a move into the room, it cries, Bish! and flaps off into the mountains. I wonder if this is where the steel's been going. Must be... Sure. Roll investigation. Ah, shit. Hang on. <laughs> I'll let you all roll investigation on this room in general. Is that invest plus logic? Yeah, investigation plus logic. Uh, Pog. Pog. Oh, that's yes, be, uh, quite poggers. Plus investigation. Ha! <laughs> no sixes. Goddamn. That's a one from me, plus I got one six. Okay. Yeah, I I think that's gonna be a one for me. Okay. Um, we'll resolve it this way. So. Rue and Nicodemus run to the window where the crow was, and you find more gold dust. Right where the crow was, and you find actually a trail of gold dust leading back to the statue. And as you look from the window, you see that metal scraps on the ground near the sculpture appear to spell out a name. Morigana. Ooh. Victor writes that down. (laughs) And after a while poking around the office, you begin to notice the temperature has been changing dramatically. Hotter or colder or just all over the place? Way hotter. You begin to sweat profusely as the air takes on a tinge of sooty metallic heat and a hot wind blasting in from the door through which you enter the office leading back into the factory is starting to get strong enough to slowly turn the face of one of the owl heads toward the window, and an orange glow casts the eye of the owl in a threatening glare. Oh boy! Uh... <laughs> Downstairs, all the furnaces are going at full blast, and you can hear a distant shouting as Tully Briar is running from furnace to furnace, dumping steel into every crucible indiscriminately past capacity. Uh, can you not, please? That sounds like a violation. <laughs> He's... 
He's saying, Morgana wills it, the birds will it. Never again will Aspendrel be sullied by our horrible march of progress. Okay. <laughs> wow. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> Can I stash, I guess, some of the gold dust into my pocket? Or with that? Sure. Make me glow. You dash some of the gold dust into your pocket. And you start to feel a little odd. Uh Uh-oh. But weirdly not as like not as crazy as Tully Briar is clearly feeling like you just feel a little happy hmm. a little euphoric how long do these effects last like is Rue still feeling it no okay hmm. alright what do we do <laughs> Do I know the name Morgana from anything? No. Fuck. Okay. This ain't 5e, kid. Uh. So. So it, it sounds like the heat is kind of bringing the statue to life a little bit. So the window is open, right? The window is open. Can we open more windows to try and cool the place down? That's not what's going on, really. Well, okay, yeah. So, um, yeah. we're gonna need to somehow stop this dude. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like. So can we just, like, hit him over the head with a crowbar? Oh, could... Is he under the effects of, like, the gold... Can I can I tell if he is feeling the same sort of golden hue? Or yeah, so he is currently. I'll just give this one to you. Um, he is looking. Pretty wasted off of something. He's lost in the sauce. <laughs> He's lost in the sauce, and he also like. He's like flushed with that same golden, uh, like color. He's glowing a little bit. Hmm. No one else touched the gold. Th- the gold dust. Yeah. I think Victor made sure he didn't touch. It. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Rue announces that. That was. <laughs> it's a little late for Nicodemus. Just. Mm-hmm. Full on shoved a handful into his pocket. Um, yeah, I guess. Can we. Could we distract him? Uh, yeah. Was, um, oh, can we trash the statue? That'll distract him. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh oh. Um, smiled. I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to have you. Roll 
Um, well, what do you try to do to the statue? I mean, Victor's... Victor's not, like, super strong or anything, but, like, maybe, like, he can... He can either, like, start fucking it up with his lockpick tools, like... I don't know, drawing into, like, the hot metal or whatever, or he can, like, just... I don't know... Like, use his cane to, like, whoosh some of it. Okay. Yeah. Well... I think, I think I'll go with the cane option. Yeah, because it's not hot. The... The, the metal of the statue is not melting. Um, okay. So roll close combat with your cane. Alright. So and, how do I do that? Um, is it something plus physique? It's a skill plus physique. So you roll close combat plus physique, and I think that's just physique for you. Okay, so I don't have close combat. I don't. Nope. I don't have any of that. Yep. So, so you just, it would just be physical. just roll physique. Cool. Oh god. No. No. No sixes. Okay. Yep. And actually, there is one other thing that I am going to do, which is take a hard move. The birds immediately react. Oh god. And they um the birds immediately react and start flying in straight through the door of the office and attacking you. Oh. Wonderful. I've seen this Hitchcock movie. <laughs> um Victor goes to protect his eyes. And as they attack you, they turn into something else. Ah, oh, fuck's oh, sakes. Okay. Fine. They turn into small, slender, humanoid figures that you can only really describe as fairies. Oh, you. Oh, no. I'm, I'm guessing, wait, are these, like, labyrinth-style fairies where they're just gonna start biting me? They're they're holding swords and stabbing at you, so... Oh, fuck's sakes. Okay, so, like... Can I roll to dodge? Yes, you can. You can dodge. Um, roll your agility. Agility? Yes. Is that different from from stealth? Yes. Agility is a is a skill. Okay. Well, I don't have that. What what attribute do I add to that? Um precision. Whew. Okay, good. But I got two sixes so far. Okay. Um, and then... Okay, that's it. Two sixes. Alright. You... successfully dodge out of the way and actually gain the upper hand. Um, oh. Now I need everyone to draw initiative. So roll a d10. Uh-oh. Oh god, I gotta go grab one of my d10s. Alright, that's a 7. Okay. 
two. So, uh, Kate, uh, Rue is up. Wait, so Tully's... Was Tully... Did Tully notice? Tully has not noticed yet. You've got the drop on him. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um. And the... Oh gosh. <laughs> um And the birds are still coming. The birds are coming at Victor right now. Okay, I feel like I don't like him, but I'm gonna help him. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. I think. <laughs> so I try to what should I do? Distract the birds, perhaps? Okay. Um. Uh, da, 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 da. How are you going to distract them? What do you do? Can I, like, throw the dust back at them? <laughs> They turn back into gro- into crows when the dust hits them. <gasps> Look at that. Um, but you become a little more confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's going on? <laughs> You don't actually know if they actually turn back into crows, or if that's just something you're seeing right now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Do you guys see this too? <laughs> you guys, this is crazy. <laughs> Are you seeing this? Oh my god, look! <laughs> like nuts right now, deadass. <laughs> um, Alright, so... Lindsay, you're up next. Uh, Isolde is up next. Okay. Um, well, I got that good manipulation bonus right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> can I, uh, can I hold out my arm and wait for a crow to land on it? Manipulatively. <laughs> okay, roll manipulation. If you manipulation. love me, you would um, sit on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Me and my partner to crows all the time. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, roll manipulation with your plus two um, bonus. Right. Four, two, one, six. Nice. Keep going until you uh, hit the maximum, because extra sixes mean extra successes. One. Okay. Um, Alright, so a crow lands on your arm and becomes a fairy and looks at you curiously. And um, you have its attention. What do you say? 
I'm going to resist the urge. Because <laughs> I know this moment. <laughs> I'll say, will you tell me all about Vish? Tell you all about Vish. Oh my god. <laughs> I, don't why, I don't know why she sounds like that. Well, I love to tell you all about Vish. Now, why don't you just sit on my lap and I'll tell you all about Vish? Why don't you come to Lake Aspen Drown and I'll tell you all about Vish? And she grins this little grin, and I think she she's trying to be sweet, but her grin. Her teeth are so sharp. I think Isolde can relate to that, and Isolde is also going to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just equally creepy grin. Yeah. Uh, and um, she says, oh, wow, I did not plan for this. This is so cool. This is so cool. Uh, she says, I like you. I think I'll be yours for a second. And <laughs> um, she says, I'll give you a tip. My friends like to play pranks, but if you take away the thing that they care about the most here, they'll stop playing pranks. But I don't want to make them terribly oh, sad. Uh, if they enjoy pranks, shouldn't they keep uh, doing it? They'll get over it. We'll find another place to play pranks. Oh no. Well, what is it that you all care about most here? Well, I'll tell you, that Tully Briar man, he's been building us a little shrine with that with that statue. That's Morgana, our queen. And oh, no. she's been she's been telling us to sabotage the works here, but I'm sure that there's other places to sabotage. If you need this place so bad, you seem like a fine young woman. Thank you. I'm, my name is Isold, and I'm 13. <laughs> I don't really have a name. They call me Thorpe Thimble, and I don't really know Hi. how old I am. Hi, Thimble. Perhaps today could be your birthday. Oh. I would like that a lot. <laughs> so Victor oh. made the, uh, I assume, common mistake of uh, trying to destroy a shrine. That's um, very white of him. The shrine... We will learn so much about this oh, this boy. Queen Morgana. We will learn so much about the fairy <laughs> Queen Morgana. But, um... But Tully Briar... What would happen if we... What? Sorry. What would happen if we picked it up and moved it somewhere else? Why, the fairies would have to follow, wouldn't we? That would be a nice solution. Yeah, I think... I think we could come to some kind of agreement. Um, and Thimble flits off of your finger and um, turns back into a... This time, actually, a little a little sparrow, a house sparrow. And, um, and dives into the mass of birds surrounding Victor. Yeah, that tracks... <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, Sorry. I have to go take care of this very impolite young man. <laughs> and, uh, and becomes a 
um, an almost full-sized, like human-sized young woman um, sitting on... It's very strange because she is sitting on what appears to be a very fragile piece of wire on uh, hanging off of the wing of this um, this statue. But she's not weighing it down at all. Um, and she says, well, why don't we... Why don't we take a listen to your friend over there, Isold, who's 13? <laughs> <laughs> Is he still getting bar- barraged by borbs? By borbs? Uh, uh, the, the borbs uh, the, have... The fairy borbs. Uh, the fairies have, have kind of uh, scattered when when um, when Thimble uh, took shape in the middle of okay. the melee. So, yeah, he's... He's going to nod and apologize. I apologize for attempting to attack the statue. Okay. Um, Thimble gives you a very appraising look and smiles very sweetly for what Thimble thinks (laughs) is sweet. And again, her teeth are so sharp. And she, she now looks like... Before, she looked like a sharp-toothed insect, maybe, in the shape of a human. Mm-hmm. Now she looks like a sharp-toothed human adolescent. Oh my god. It's very, very scary. Surrounded by children. <laughs> um, and she says, well, no matter. It happens from time to time. Why don't we just take a listen to what Isolde has to say? Uh, he turns his attention. Okay. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Isold. I'm 13. Um, first of all, um, today is Thimble's birthday. So everyone, please wish Thimble a happy birthday today. Victor. Thimble bows. Happy birthday! Happy, happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um... Second of second of all, um, um, they they told me that everybody really likes this shrine, and wherever the shrine is, they go there and do mischief with it. And so, so maybe if we move the shrine somewhere else, they could do mischief somewhere else and not bother here, and then they wouldn't wouldn't. Um, be upset about losing their shrine and everyone could 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 be good that's what i think sounds reasonable nicodemus starts slow clapping (laughs) (laughs) um welcome to uh isold public speaking (laughs) This did not turn out the way that I expected I at all, but I love how this turned out. This is great. My my name is Isold. I am thirteen. This is my persuasive essay. <laughs> Literally. Um, Rue just Rue just goes. You're very small, but you have big ideas. Wow. <laughs> um, Thank you. The birds start to lift the wings of the enormous owl sculpture. Um, and they seem to be very strong, <laughs> but they do need a little help. Oh. Can I 
run in and give them an extra uh, helping hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the thing that they need the most help with is one of the heads. So I think um, each of you needs to take um, one of the heads and the last of you who is left without a head can um, like lead the way and maybe take one of the wings. Um, who's taking what? Uh so if I wanted to lift one of the heads, I would only get one? Or can I lift multiple? Yeah, you would get one head. The heads are the heaviest things. I'll take the head. I'll take a head then. Okay. I'll take something lighter. Because I'm because like one hand's got the cane and the other hand is free. Right, okay. So maybe you can lead the way and maybe like lift a wing with your other hand. Sure. Uh, the other two can take heads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take a head. Okay, so I'll the take rest some of them head. Sorry. Oh, that's a knee slice. <laughs> the rest of the uh, the rest of the wings. There's six wings. Um, the rest of the wings are taken by the birds, um, which is a little bizarre to watch, but <laughs> um, but Victor, you're leading the way, and um, and. Where where are you guys taking these fairies? Um, you're assuming they're going to do some mischief wherever this is. So, um, where would you like to deposit this shrine? Can we put it in the tavern and just really? He was kind of a dick. <laughs> wow. So why don't we ruin his life with birds? <laughs> Is that consensus? <laughs> I was thinking maybe depositing it in the woods somewhere, but like a nice wooded the tavern is an interesting idea. Yeah, yes, I I, quite. But of the okay. tavern would sure be funny. It would, it be, would funny. be funny. It would be funny. I would sit um, in the woods though. Can I we... think. I'll leave it up to you guys. I'm I'm not going to force a decision on you. Can we flip a coin? <laughs> we can flip a coin. <laughs> Heads. Heads. All right. Words, I'll roll a d4 tails. evens bar odds forest. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. Forest it is. Forest it is. Uh, All right. Are we happy okay. with that? Yeah. I love that. Um So you guys um hike a ways into the woods and the fairy dust provides you with this element of weightlessness. Um, actually it's kind of, you hike oh. up to the rim of the caldera where the eruption at hell's roost occurred nearly 300 years ago. Um, oh. And beneath you, you see the sprawling lake Aspen drown and it's one of the most beautiful things that any of you have ever seen and it's a perfectly appropriate place for the shrine to a fairy queen um, to put it in the foothills of these mountains surrounding a lake um, on this island 
And the birds um, think so too, I think. They, they say, uh, I think Thimble comes in front of you, Victor, and says, Well, I think this'll do. I agree, thank you. And um, with a little fairy dust, the hooks are not necessary, and the heads and wings are suspended in a little cave. Um, and this beautiful steel sculpture is just kind of hidden away in the foothills of the mountains near the near the pass back to Tidefall. Um, and you guys hike home to find Tully Briar completely beside himself with remorse. Because he was about to flood the entire factory with molten metal. <laughs> For some reason, I thought you were going to say we come back to find Tully completely in the nude. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it takes a while for everything so to wear off. Well, the heat melted all of my clothes. Oh, or burnt away all of my clothes. <laughs> I don't know why that's where I thought you were going, spares. but... That's <laughs> where yeah. my brain went. Uh... <laughs> It's kind of a crapshoot on this podcast. We could go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that is uh, where we will end our session. Um, you have uh, successfully averted the disaster, the catastrophe um, of the steel mill. Um, uh being flooded in molten steel. Um, so once again, before we stop recording, um, I want us to all uh, go over the conditions that we've um, that our characters have uh, received. See if any of them are permanent. I don't think any of them are because the only conditions that I can think of is that you all got a little high off the of fairy dust. <laughs> Um, and we also have questions to answer. So for XP, experience, ah, purposes. Experience. On a podcast. <laughs> On the podcast. <laughs> for the XP. Um, for the Vesen game I've, that I've we are met, playing. Have you met my friend, Thimbler? <laughs> Experience points. Okay, so everyone take one experience points for the experience point for the question: Did you participate in the session? Sure did. Did you, <laughs> did you confront any Vesson? Take one experience point. Yeah. Did you identify a previously unknown Vesson? Take one experience point. Were you affected by your dark secret? Does anyone want to make a case for this one? I... It's old. Mm. I don't know. I might... Just because didn't... Wasn't when Isolde was dropped off 
at Woodspire Manor, wasn't it mm-hmm. sort of implied like uh, uh, the disappearance of a figure? Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess every time this comes up, every time the academics' disappearance come up, mm-hmm. that will be your dark secret because you could provide information. Hey, audience! Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> Nicodemus, Nicodemus has information about the disappeared academics. That Whoa! He, but he does tell. not want to tell anybody. <laughs> I get that. I can see that. Oof! You us. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so you're affected by your dark secret. Okay, doke. Um, I don't think Isold, you were affected by your dark secret because you did not yeah. fail at your. Um, if you had failed at your uh, at your medium test, you would still have gotten the vision, but the spirits would have gotten more powerful. Yeah, and when we say affected, like. I guess technically I made some life decisions. Right. But it doesn't feel like the same thing. So I'm going to say it's a no. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's a little different from like directly affected by the thing that is causing like you to hide elements of yourself from other people. Um, did you take risks to protect other people? Does anyone want to make a case for this one? Ish. Rue was trying to help Victor. Yeah. But like... Yeah, w- wait, what'd you do again? Swiped the... <laughs> you... The that's gold right. stuff. You, the, um, the f- you tried to hit the yeah. fans. You didn't know You didn't know what you were doing. Yeah. But that, that, but yeah. That was a risk. Okay, so take an XP. Um, has Did anyone else take a risk to protect someone else? I don't know if I would consider my hitting the shrine uh, selfless or just stupid. So I'm going to err on the side of stupid. Well, what was the purpose of that? Like, what were you trying to accomplish with that? Were you trying to? You were trying to distract someone, right? The fairies, so. or um, or oh yeah, I was trying to distract. I, I was trying to distract Tully from okay. like whatever the fuck he was doing. So, so I don't know if that was for anybody else or just like. Yeah, I think you knew that something bad was going to happen, but I don't know if you were directly trying to protect other people from him. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I won't give that one to you. Have you right. learned anything? Victor took a whole fuck ton of notes. No. Uh. So. We learned that the gold dust the makes you a little loopy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Victor learned not to fuck with shrines. <laughs> I'm gonna say that that's actually some pretty important. Yeah, that in, is important. Uh, in the character. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, is good. Because like, we're trying to get him to be a little less gross. Yeah. A little less gross. <laughs> we're we're trying to we're trying to get get him from second wave anthropologist to modern wave anthropologist. <laughs> Yeah. Better. <laughs> Isold learned to make a friend. Oh yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that's actually that's super important. Uh, Isold learned that the Vessen are not always evil necessarily. 
Yeah, and I, th- like, and I think Isolde used to really hang out with Vesson until the incident. <laughs> right. So it's like, like you you learned that your proclivity for for interacting with Vesson in like a maybe not necessarily friendly, but at least non adversarial way can be useful. Yeah. So take one XP for that. One hundred percent. Um, take one XP Cade for um, fairy dust makes you dizzy. Yes. <laughs> take one XP Victor um, for uh, don't desecrate shrines. Yeah. Um, Connor, did you learn anything? You learned that humor Vic goes over Victor's head. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, I don't think I did. I don't think anything yeah. really... Don't underestimate 13-year-old girls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I learned how to be a father. Or at least a funkle. A funkle, yeah. Funkle, yeah. It's 100% a funkle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think Cade's going to be the dad figure and oh, yeah. and and uh uh Con- and uh Nicodemus is the funkle. Yep. I see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um it is my goal uh, at some point to learn how to use explosives and then teach you sold. Yeah. <laughs> Nicodemus's character arc is I want Isolde to be a vagabond rather than an occultist. <laughs> right. Which is better? Question mark? <laughs> sure. More of a lateral move, I guess. Yeah, I think that's lateral. <laughs> Um, next question. Did you develop something in your headquarters? You did not. We circumvented that because we just didn't have time. Mm-hmm. Um, did you perform an extraordinary action? Mm-hmm. Anyone can make a case for this. Um, but this mostly refers to like supernatural things I think we decided last time. I think no. Victor did not. Would um, handling the gold dust yeah. count as supernatural or is that just sort of interacting with other I think that's just interacting with the supernatural rather than actually affecting the supernatural but um, Isolde had had a vision vision about yeah yeah. well I was gonna say take take an XP does it count because it was only touching the goal but it turned the fairies from fairies to crows does that I could go um, either way? I will say because that they they were attacking either way, like both as crows and as fairies, it didn't really have much material effect for them to be changed. Fair. I see that. Um and also like it wasn't like you were trying to achieve something great by <laughs> turning them into a crow. Again, like, ah, oh, they're crows. Excellent. <laughs> they're still trying to bite me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think knowing that later might come in useful. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? 
I'm trying. I'm trying to decide. I don't think I'm going to give it to you. I don't. I don't think I, I am. That's fair. Um. Yeah. How many? How many um, XP does everyone have? Total or did e- how many did total. we add? Five. Total. Five, four. Total six. Wait, five. No. Wait. Are we counting the? Counting the ones that you um, had before. Okay. So six. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So everyone can level up except for Nicodemus. for listening to this final episode in the A Captain of Industry arc um, in Season 2 of Polybox and Anthro Gang production. I've been Rune, and we've been your Anthro Gang. We really like making this series, and we want to continue making it, so if you could do us a huge solid, um, it would be super helpful to us if you shared us with your friends. You can find us on Twitter, at Anthrogang, where you can tweet us all your corrections on how the story should be going. Please don't actually do that. Um, you can also find our uh, website uh, at www.anthrogang.com. I think the oven's going. Mm-mm-mm, I just made some tasty pizza and didn't even burn down the house a little bit, so don't worry about it. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, on our website you can find our Patreon and our coffee, um, which is where you can give us money. Uh, which we really like. We like money, and this show is expensive. So please give us money. And if you can't give us money, leave us a review on whatever podcatcher you're listening on, and a like or some kind of rating that reflects how you are enjoying the show. If you don't like how we talk about beats all the time, maybe this show is not for you. But the good news is it might be for a friend of yours who really likes beats. So give it to that friend and brighten their day with beats and brighten our day with a new listener who likes beats. That's all for now. We will see you in two Mondays. Thanks a lot for listening, and I hope you have a great day. 